From Casa de Esperanza's National Latino Network, I'm Marisa Kurtz, and this is Conversations Over Cafecito. In celebration of Mother's Day, we have invited members of our staff and network to reflect on their experiences having or being a mother and or a mother figure, and how that has impacted their work supporting women and girls. This week, we bring you a collection of stories focusing on motherhood, the good, the challenging, and those that fall in between. People will share moments of struggle, sadness, joy, and hope, which some may find difficult to hear. From wherever you're listening, thank you for tuning in to Conversations Over Cafecito. Yvette Isaiah Martinez remembers growing up with a mother who taught her countless lessons, loving nature, understanding healthy relationships, and approaching any situation with creativity and humor. My name is Yvette, and I was born in Venezuela. My mom, I'm the oldest of two, and my mom's side of the family. I was born when my mom was 27 years old, and after many tries to conceive. My brother is three years younger than me, and my mom had him when she was 30. For many in the U.S., having me at 27, that will probably seem normal um, or a bit young. But in Venezuela, that would have been actually what some grandmas will say, you're getting too old to have children. I, on the opposite side, had my firstborn when I was 21 and my second by the age of 23. Growing up, I think the one thing I wanted the most was to be a mom. I had many professional dreams and goals, but I loved children. And I remember my mom will always argue with me and and yell at me at family gatherings and gatherings with friends because I will always be holding a baby or offering to change a little skip diaper or putting them in my shoulders. So I became the volunteer babysitter almost at every family gathering and friends gathering. And I remember my mom saying, you don't have to be a mom. Someday you'll have your own if you want to. You're a kid. You don't have to be responsible for other people's children. And she will always be mad every time I run around with three, four kids behind me because I just enjoy taking care of them. And I couldn't imagine life not being a mom. I know that's a personal choice, and for many, it's okay, and it's not something that is and that they want. For me, it was always something I knew I wanted, and part of that was because I grew up seeing my mom and my aunts devoting themselves to their children, but at the same time, not forgetting who they were. My parents got divorced when I was three. And I never heard my mom or my dad argue for money or custody. I just knew I lived with my mom, and she never had any angry comments in regards to my father. She didn't praise him either, but there was never a negative comment. And from my dad, I got the same thing, quite the opposite. They were always beautiful words to remember the time that they were together and beautiful stories of the time they spent together. It's always clear to me why they separated, but from neither one of them, I've never received that instigation of loving one more over the other or thinking that either one of them um, had made a mistake or that 
I was a mistake. The one thing I remember most is my mom was a strong, independent woman. There were times where money wasn't necessarily accessible. My mom worked. She loved to study. I remember being five and my mom continuing going to school to get more certifications so she could get better jobs. She worked at a meat plant. She learned English. She translated for professionals that came to the country. She she held many jobs, usually running offices and front offices. And what I remember is my mom working, but always coming during lunchtime home to have lunch with my brother and me. In Venezuela, you can take your break. Every company closes at the same time, so there there used to be a lunch break between noon and one. And the one thing was that she would always try from whatever she was to come home, warm up the meal, and have lunch with us. Even if it was 10, 15 minutes, she would always take the time to do that. And coming home from work, it was really exciting because she would always come in and she had gummies. And we knew that if we had finished all the homework, we had done the dishes, and we've done everything that we needed to do, she will come home and she will always have those gummies that she was going to give us. So it was like that special treat. I know through all those works and jobs that my mom had, there were times that work wasn't easy. I remember one time where her supervisor was an older guy and kind of like a nasty man that wanted to take advantage of his position because he was the boss. And my mom didn't think about it twice. She actually left her job. And after that, she was unemployed for a while. And, you know, we had the money that she had saved and money that she had from translations. And we were lucky enough that the house was paid. So it was really just money to pay for bills and food. And there came to a point where we were eating beans, green beans, almost every single day. The funniest thing is that every day my mom found a different way to cook them. So we ate green beans for about a month. Granted to say we've never had them again, even till now. Every time we see green beans, we'll just kind of laugh and say, nope, we're not having green beans. And there really wasn't any money. We couldn't go to the movie theater. We couldn't do a lot of the things that other more privileged kids could do during that time. And my mom was unemployed. But we had a lot of fun because it wasn't about money. My mom will drive every weekend. Um, She will drive us to the beach. And whenever I say I grew up going to the beach every weekend, people think, oh, how privileged. Yes and no. It wasn't about privilege. It was that it was the only thing that my mom could afford. So she will pick us up at school on Friday, and she will have the trunk of the car load up with blankets and a camping tent and some food and change of clothes and we will go to the beach and spend the entire weekend there. It was Friday, Saturday, we will come back home on Sunday. And yes, that wasn't Disney and it wasn't expensive things, but those are the most fun memories I've had growing up with my mom. We didn't have expensive things, we didn't have luxury, but we had our mom's time, always. She was always at every school event. She always made time to help us with homework. Sometimes she was a little bit more crabby with homework. There were subjects that she enjoyed helping with and others not so much. And some subjects she was really passionate about and we just hated those subjects. So our arguments came along too. My mom was strict. And at the time, I couldn't understand why. 
when I was a teenager, I used to question many of her choices of not allowing me to stay late. But just certain things that she would ask me to do or not allow me to do. But now that I have two teens, I understand that all she was really trying to do was to protect me and to make me a strong, independent woman. And for that today, I thank her. She raised me to look after myself, to not give up at the smallest challenge, to know that any job is a good job, that having a four-year degree or a PhD didn't make me more than the person or the janitor that was working at school or at a hospital, to always continue learning, to be passionate about following my goals, and to understand that everybody has different dreams, that I wanted to be a mother and others didn't, that I didn't need a man by me for me to be successful, that if I ever married, I should marry because I wanted to, not because I had to, and that the most important thing that I could give to my children someday were stable parents and not to stay together with somebody because I felt pressure that for children it is better to have happier separated parents than two parents that are together under the same roof but can't stand each other. And I learned that both from from my mom and my dad, but mostly from my mom. Even today, after my dad passed away so many years ago, I was nine, so he's been dead for almost, what, 25 years or a little less. When I want to know about him, I can ask my mom. And she will tell me stories and bring out pictures and tell me about their time together. And she will always do it with a smile on her face. She will tell my daughters about their grandfather and share those stories with them. She was a young grandma. And very much like she did with my brother and me, she taught my children the love of nature. And this time, not because she couldn't afford it, but because that's what she valued. She was never a mom to bake cookies or to sit down and play board games. She didn't teach me to cook. She didn't teach me to sew. But she taught me a lot of road trip songs. She taught me to cut the grass. She taught me to use power tools. Um, She took me to ride my bike in dirt. She let me go to her hometown where she grew up. And because of that, I learned how to collect coffee and milk cows. And she taught me how to get my feet on the dirt and not to be afraid of getting my hands dirty and pick up worms. And she taught me to appreciate the things that are free in this life and to look at beauty and all around me. And she did that for my daughters too. She didn't bake cookies for them. She didn't play board games, but she took them camping for the first time when they were three years old. She took them on tours through Minnesota State Park. She took them planting, um, chasing butterflies. And yes, she will go to the store and buy cookies. And she always says, I'm not a grandma that I bake cookies. If you guys want cookies, we'll go to the store and we'll buy them. And that's okay. For that, I'm thankful because the relationship that she has with my children, it's a relationship that they're never going to forget. They're being friends. They can enjoy music. They can talk to each other. And when I struggle as a mom, then she steps in. When I have a hard time communicating or seeing what is bugging my own daughters, then my mom steps in and she has that direct communication with my girls that I never had with my own grandma because she was older. 
and I didn't get to do any of those things with her. I grew up seeing my grandma sick and always sitting in a chair, not being able to do much with her. But my mom has taken my kids' hiking. We've gone on road trips. She's taken them to concerts. They go shopping together. They cry together. They laugh together. And that's the same thing that my mom did for us. She's not perfect. Neither am I. And there's nothing I need to forgive her for because I know she always did whatever, the best that she could with whatever she had. And the thing that maybe she could have done better, I've seen her do that with my kids and her other grandchildren. So this Mother's Day, all I want to say is, while I have you, I love you, Mom, and thank you for everything you've done for me and our kids. Today, Yvette serves as Casa de Esperanza's co-director of family advocacy and community engagement. She works to encourage leadership in Latino communities to promote healthy relationships as well as end gender-based violence. Thank you, Yvette, for your story. This has been another episode of Conversations Over Cafecito, brought to you by the National Latino Network for Healthy Families and Communities, a project of Casa de Esperanza that builds bridges and connections among research, practice, and policy to advance effective responses to eliminate domestic violence and promote healthy relationships within Latino families and communities. For more information, you can visit nationallatinonetwork.org. This program was produced by the staff at Casa de Esperanza's National Latino Network and with music composed by Joey Horton. I'm Marisa Kurtz. Thank you for listening.